Star Wars 7x7 episode 1510 today. Let's talk a little bit about fan theories, and especially as they relate to episode 9. Not the theories themselves, but just the idea of focusing on them in the first place. Punch it, Chewie. This is Bobby Roberts, formerly of Full of Sith, and you are listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey, Rebel Rouser. I'm Alan Voivod, and this is Star Wars 7x7. So, let's talk fan theories, and not specific fan theories like, oh, how Rey's parentage could be revised in Episode 9, or things of that nature. No, let's talk about fan theories as part of what we do in that fallow time that we're waiting for a new Star Wars movie to come out. Now, here's the thing. Generally speaking, I feel like fan speculation is a very fun thing. You know, it's very fun to wonder like, oh, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? What does this mean? What does that mean? And, you know, it could be considered an innocent pastime. But in a way, it's sort of become a little bit more than that. And it's become a little bit less innocent than that. As various things have happened with internet culture and whatnot, fan theories have become the stuff of news reporting. Websites that are dedicated to covering the entertainment industry are now taking fan theories and reporting them as news. Not necessarily as news as in like, hey, this is what's going to happen in the upcoming movie. No, they're actually elevating them to the level of, hey, this is actually something that's worth considering as part of the the broader conversation. And I guess it's kind of neat in a way. It's a democratization of the fan base. It's saying that, hey, anybody can have a great idea and a great idea is worth discussing. The issue is when it becomes sort of all-consuming in a way, when the idea of fan speculation actually gets in the way of your enjoyment of a movie. And I don't think that that's happened as much as some critics might suggest the idea that, you know, when you buy into a particular theory about the way things are going to go in a movie, and if that movie does not follow through on what your theories are, you know, to become frustrated or angry or otherwise disappointed with a movie because it did not live up to the story that you had built about it in your head. And I think that Star Wars faces this particular challenge, of course, because of the twist at the end of The Empire Strikes Back, which was not a twist that anyone saw coming, and we were not given any indication that we were supposed to be watching Star Wars or any part of The Empire Strikes Back to figure out that there was a twist coming, but it's basically trained us to look for that twist. There's a great article that I've referenced from time to time by Andrew Todd over at Birth Movies Death about how The Last Jedi is almost a refutation of the audience's desire for fan speculation, desire to lay theories on things that you know, could be mysterious or might not be mysterious at all. I don't know if I necessarily agree with him in the sense that, you know, Ryan Johnson set out to say, oh, well, fans think that Supreme Leader Snoke may be A, B, C, D, or E. Well, I'm going to mess with them all and just make it that he doesn't matter whatsoever. Like, I don't think that that even factors into his thinking on the situation. I think back to Dave Filoni and talking about Star Wars Rebels and about how 
when he was talking about Ahsoka Tano and whether she would ever come back, he thought that she was done at the end of season two of Star Wars Rebels and that he can't pay attention to fan speculation, fan theory, fan desire, because it doesn't allow him to tell good stories. But, you know, he had thoughts about how he could bring Ahsoka back. And I think it was more about the story that he wanted to tell and more about his love for the character than it was any particular fan desire or anything like that. I'm sure, you know, the fact that fans want to see the character, I'm sure that factors in, you know, somewhere in there, but it can't allow, he can't allow it to affect the story that he wants to tell. It has to be able to fit in and serve the story. And I think that's what happened with Ryan Johnson in The Last Jedi, whether it was the reveal about Snoke or the lack of reveal or the reveal about Rey's parentage or, you know, the lack of import about where, you know, her parents came from, what they were or anything like that. And as a result, I think not only did the media amplify a certain segment of the population's dissatisfaction with The Last Jedi, I also think, and this is something that hasn't really been discussed, I think the media has also amplified the whole fan speculation thing and turned it into something that it really isn't. I mean, I think that the majority of Star Wars fandom is happy to speculate on what might happen in a movie and what sort of backstory elements might exist that would inform where a movie is going to go. But ultimately, I think people are perfectly fine watching a movie or watching a TV series and seeing how things play out and being able to separate their own speculation from what actually happens in the movie and not allow their speculation to disappoint them or otherwise affect what their experience is of the actual storytelling. And that's my take on it, but I would love to hear what your take is on it. When you come in with a theory about what's going to happen with a movie, and in particular a Star Wars movie, about how you think certain characters are going to interact or what you think a secret about a character is, if you find out something different about it, you know, how does that affect you? Like, do you really get disappointed or frustrated or do you just roll with it and enjoy yourself and immerse yourself in the story that's being told to you? I'd love to hear what your thoughts are about it. So just drop me a comment wherever you happen to be catching this podcast. Now, when I come back from a quick break, we'll do one little bit of fan speculation that I asked you about a week or so ago, which has to do with how Carrie Fisher might appear as a force ghost in episode nine. Stay tuned. Hey Rebel Rouser, if you're enjoying Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast, bringing you a daily dose of Star Wars joy for more than four years and 1,500 episodes now, I hope you'll consider putting a tip in the metaphorical tip jar at patreon.com slash SW7X7. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash SW7X7. You can show your support for as little as $1 per month, and if you do a little bit more, there's a little bit more fun for you too. Again, that's P-A-T com slash SW7X7. I thank you, and Star Wars 7x7 thanks you too. Welcome back. So, a while back I posted a photo with pictures of a lot of different looks that Princess Leia slash General Leia had in the Star Wars movies. There were actually a lot more than I expected there to be. For some reason, I thought that she did not go through a lot of costume changes, but she actually did. There's more than a dozen of them, and I actually only had nine of them pictured because I was committed to the idea of a three-by-three grid, but be that as it may, I posed the question 
of what look do you think Carrie Fisher would have chosen or would have desired to see depicted as her force ghost in episode nine, should she appear as a force ghost in episode nine? And not what you think she should appear as, but what Carrie Fisher might think she should appear as. And the feedback that I got was overwhelmingly that she would want to appear as the way she looked in episode eight, as in The Last Jedi, that she would want to own that General Leia look. And one of the images that I did not include, and it was the one that I felt the worst about leaving out of that 9x9 grid, is the attire that she wore while she was on crate. And that was the one that won out in terms of what people thought Carrie Fisher would want to see herself depicted as, as a force ghost. And I have to say, I agree with that sentiment. I mean, I certainly don't think that she would have wanted herself to appear in the Slave Leia outfit, although there is a certain part of her, I think, that has grown to appreciate that she was able to appear that way at some point in cinema. But I certainly don't think that that's how she would have wanted to appear in episode nine as a force ghost by any stretch of the imagination. And so if there were, you know, a particular look, whether it would be an original trilogy look, excuse me, original, if I can get that word out, whether it be an original trilogy look or a sequel movies look, I definitely think it would be a sequel movies one. And the outfit that she wore on crate, I think is a rather remarkable one. Personally, I think that's how she would want to be depicted as well. And that is going to do it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening listening as always, and may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7, and hey, before your head gets stuck on a battle droid body, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And if the show's been worth your time, please support us at patreon.com SW7x7. It's not a series of bad puns, it's Destiny Unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2018, Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it!